Would you care to step outside? What do we do to this? Superman. The lasso has to come out to reveal the truth. I'm Batman. Warning, DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. What is up, everybody? This time, once again, for DC on RMD, the Talking Shop Edition, here on Rain Man Digital. However you found us, remember, rate, review, subscribe. We put out shows all the time, and we want to hear from you. I'm your host, the one and only Bobby D, and with me in the studio today is David. Hello, hello. And Michael. Hello. All right. It, 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 again, this might be the best idea we've ever had, Mike, is that we're just going to do these shows like this because DC and Marvel just keeps pumping out bangers for us to talk about. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, James Gunn is now Kevin Feige of DC. This is something that basically I think everyone kind of the last two years thought it would happen there has been rumors that james gunn would get be given that job but no one really i don't think anyone really believed it because dc and warner brothers head is so far up their ass would they make a decision a like decision that? like that yeah how do you guys feel about this because one i am hopeful um because he seems to be beloved by his people but I'm also nervous that our is Warner Brothers, and I know it's Discovery now, and it's new heads, going to let him be James Gunn and let him yeah. control the stories because he is a beautiful storyteller. He is a comic book nerd and, and is pretty truthful to a lot of the characters that he's done so far. Yeah. So how do, how do, how do you guys think that this is going to turn out? Because... Are people like going to throw him into the mess that we have right now with DC and the, the movie universe? Like how, like it, it, it's weird that they make this announcement, but we won't see anything out of this for like five years. Pretty much. Because if Pretty you much. think about it, our slate is full Joker, Batman two, Joker two, uh, uh, Flash, reshoots. Aquaman, reshoots. They're just reshoots. reshooting everything. I think they're going to be doing slight reshoots because the they do for Black the, Adam. The, the um, Greg Berlanti, Blue Beetle, gr- no Green Lantern series on HBO Max okay. that was already in production yeah. has been completely scrapped. Yes, and now it's being retooled, and it's going to focus not on the two other Green Lanterns. They're going to focus on the Green Lantern, the, Green the Lantern. most popular one, which is John Stewart. Yeah, they they chose John Jonathan Stewart. Yeah. Okay. So that was that's already stage one, already three days after Gunn has been announced. So to answer your first question, James Gunn is going to have to find a balance between executive and creator, because not everything can have the James Gunn flair on it. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I I think James Gunn's style is is amazing. He has the sixties. 70s exploitation vibe. So, so does T.D. Wakiti. Uh, he's he wishes he does. <laughs> but the, but you, you, you mean a, he imitates imitates what's, James Gunn. He likes right. James Gunn also. Yeah. You bring up a valid point. That's the thing that I was going to bring up is like uh, the problem with Gunn is it works for certain characters. Like Suicide Squad, it works fine. 
he was born to do yeah. that. Yeah. That's his type of thing. Pe- uh, Peacekeeper was, that's tailor made for James Gunn. And what is that written in the genre? It's very much exploitation. It's exploitation. But if you look at like, say, okay, is he going to do a Superman film? A James Gunn Superman film? I don't, I don't think that would jive well. Well, he will be the one that will have oversight when it comes to hiring the right people for that job. Because just like Kevin Fahey hasn't directed or written anything for Marvel. As far as I know, I definitely know he hasn't directed anything yet. He's just the main creative oversight. In fact, I guess the best way to to look at it is essentially he's the showrunner. Just like if it was one big giant TV show, he is the showrunner. He's the one hiring, firing, putting projects into production, canceling production, canceling production. And and that's what James Gunn is going to be doing. And I I feel like he can do it. He's never played the executive role though. So that does have me concerned slightly, but he is being paired with another gentleman who I have a feeling will be the executive side of that team. And he's going to be the creative side of that team. So you think Peter Safran is going to be that guy? Um, he is a producer. He's a producer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he's been on Suicide Squad, Aquaman, Aquaman 2. Yeah, he's probably he's gonna, been around. He's probably going to be the suit. He's going to be the business side. Yeah, he's going to yeah. be the suit. And Gunn is probably going to be the creative side. But then that brings me to that. That brings me to question like, okay, if, am I comfortable enough with Gunn's creativity to actually create something like what Fahey did with Marvel? He, I mean, he listens to fans to a degree. Which is good. Which is good. Because you do need to, you don't want to be tone deaf, but you also don't want to go to social media and do exactly what they're saying. But you need to have a general understanding of what the fans want to see. That's what I'm worried that he'll do is like, he's just going to listen to the fans and then just spew whatever the fans want. I don't think he'll do that. He's never, I don't feel like he's ever done that before. I just feel like he is very much aware of how certain properties should be. It goes back to what I said Years ago, and I think I might have even mentioned it on this show here when I was interviewing John Worth several years back, which is a a very top tier showrunner for numerous television shows. I had asked him specifically about social media and this new trend where writers and showrunners and directors go to social media and do what the fans want. And he said, you don't need to do that. He's like, if you are aware of the project and you are actually belong in that writing room for that specific IP, then you're going to know what you need to do. He's also, you don't need to go to social media. He's a, you, if you, if you are a creative mind who's talented, you're going to be able to um, swim the shark infested waters and know what to take from the fans and what to ignore and do what you think is best for the project. So if James Gunn looks at it that way, I think he will do a good job Look what he's done so far with the projects he's done. I mean, out of all the things he's done since his his golden age, moving into mainstream films, he's had maybe one dud, which is box office wise, not at all. Yeah, critically, Guardians Two was was kind of a miss in my opinion. The first one's an A plus. Yeah, and the second one's maybe a C plus B minus at times. I would give it a C. Yeah, Uh, but Suicide Squad. According to Bob and everyone else, they love it. Um, same thing with Peacemaker. With Peacemaker. Peacemaker. So he's three for four. <clears throat> and the guy has the loyalty of the fans and not just his fans. He's not a Snyder. Meaning Zack Snyder fans, and I love Zack Snyder. 
I think he's a good creator. But Zack Snyder fans are a little obnoxious. And James Gunn fans <laughs> aren't like that. I no. don't think he has that rabid fan base yet. It seems like a lot of people just go to him. Which is also you know, so, they, it's they, so weird Does that to make me. sense what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. But if you think yeah. about it, if you think about it, the one thing about James Gunn I found interesting looking at his filmography is like he's been with the comic book genre for a very long time. I mean, he worked as a producer on Brightburn, which is that's right. An Look absolute at, good, yep, good I forgot superhero about movie meets a horror movie. Well, he's four for five then. And then you have Super, which was his breakout back in the indies, which is the a, a comic book movie in itself is about a superhero, a vigilante superhero. Oh, I didn't. I've never seen that. And it, it's amazing to me that basically, just like what you said, Zack Snyder has his rapid van base. James Gunn doesn't quite have that yet. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. And he, I, he doesn't, but he also has something that Zack Snyder doesn't, which is every actor that's ever worked for him. They're like, he's like their Messiah. Yeah. Like he looks, up, they look point. up to him. I mean, you got to think the guardians cast was ready to walk. If he, they, he wasn't on the, the final film. That and, is a good point. And, and that's that something that like his personality and everything else that goes with it, you know, and reading the news thing, he's in charge of television, movie and animation. animation. So it, 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 it it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out, especially with the, the mass firing of everybody at CW. Um, basically only the Superman <laughs> shows left. Only the Superman would show. Well, Go- Gotham Knights, I guess, got reworked. I think it got, I thought it got canceled. It was about to. And then apparently it went into reshoots and it's a completely different series now. So we'll see how that yeah, okay. pans out, but I don't, to I don't have much faith. It, it looks awful. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm just pooping a poop over here yeah. in the corner. We'll watch that for an hour. Um, it's more entertaining. Totally. Um, you don't even got to watch it come out of my ass. You watch it sit oh. there and it'll be fucking more impressive. Um, but the, but like I said, the the fact is that he has the loyalty of the people that work for him, and that's a good point. That's probably Bob. That's a good point because that's probably why Warner Brothers ultimately hired him because he has such a good work ethic and a good PR. Yeah, because yeah. that's what they need right now. As a especially because he was in the fucking midst of the cancel culture. And he would have been done if it wasn't for Pratt and all those guys going, well, guess what, Disney? You don't you you want a Marvel movie? We don't we, we don't want to do it without him. So have fun with your guardians. <laughs> and speaking of that, how fucking funny is it or will it be when Batista is like Bane and Disney created their their own competition? This yeah, is a story in itself. James Gunn never would have been considered for this. If Marvel never fired him because during that firing, Warner brothers swooped him up and then gave him suicide squad. Yep. And then Marvel felt the wrath of the fans and the guardians cast. And they said, shit, we got to bring him back. They brought him back, but the damage was already done because he showed everyone what he can do over at DC. And now they created their worst nightmare because I do feel like James Gunn in this new era of DC I feel like they are going to get their shit together to a degree, to a degree. If, I think it's a good start. If Warner Brothers allows DC to operate independently. independently, I feel like 
they will do just fine. If Warner Brothers decides in a year, like, oh, oh, this movie here didn't make a billion dollars, so you know what? We're going to go ahead and put our hands all in this. Then it, we're never going to get out of that. You guys yeah. should do more jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Speaking of that, that's another thing. James Gunn has the opportunity because he's a very different type of producer creator than Kevin Fahey. He has the ability to create true counter programming rather than trying to emulate what Marvel's doing, do something completely different. And I'm not talking about the pattern of how you set stories up. That's kind of a given. What Marvel's doing is kind of a paint by numbers approach and it works. Yeah. For them. I'm talking about story style and comedic aspects. Don't try to be Marvel. Be what you are. You're DC. DC is vastly different than Marvel. Marvel. And if they handle it that way, they have the opportunity to be true counter-programming. So how long before we see like big moves come from this? Like in in your mind, because again, end of the year, end of the year, because he took over November 1st is his first day. I was going to say November 2nd, we'll see like a trailer for Man of Steel 2. I'm going to say two years because you got to get through Black Adam. And then you got to get through Shazam. Then you got to get through Aquaman. Okay. Announcements though. Announcements like big announcements. Big announcements? Okay, well, because- we, can, we can get there now because big announcements. Okay. Uh, we, we go from James Gunn to Henry Cavill. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert showing up in black Adam, the worst spoiler ever. And then Henry Cavill going, uh, I believe it was a three picture deal. So now we have him and Affleck for three fucking pictures. Yeah, it, but what like in my head, I was like, cool. I like both of them. I look at Henry Cavill and I see a Superman that like goes up against uh, Reef. Uh, oh, Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Like where I looked at him and I thought he was Superman. He had the look, you know, for a British dude, Henry Cavill has the look of Superman for me um, in the suit, out of the suit. He works. Yes. Same thing with Aflac. We're look, I look at Aflac and I'm like, dude, that is a gritty old fucking Batman. Cool. These are also Snyderverse people. What, what, what are we doing here with this big signals of we're getting away from the Snyderverse? And we always talk about, are the fans going to understand? Because they're going to look at Henry Cavill, especially if it ends up being Man of Steel 2. Is this going to be a exactly. true sequel to this movie? Because that movie is a Snyder film from the Snyderverse that it has a character that has been in four other films that are related to that. If this DCU is going to go away, how do we continue to bring in these characters and go, all right, guys, believe my bullshit. I think the only thing that will tell us is when they do man of steel, if there is any callback to the original man of steel, because early rumors had it, like he was going to be facing a character we haven't seen in a long time, which is brainiac. Yeah, they're calling it Man of Steel 2. So it's going to be a true sequel from at least the initial announcements. So we know they're not doing a reboot. And we know that at this point with DC's lack of strategy, their world, their universe is starting to feel a lot like Fox Studios X-Men franchise where there is no continuity and every movie contradicts the next. Yeah. DC can't operate like that Fox got away with it. I don't know how they got away with it. Partially it's because it started, you know, 20 plus years ago and people just kind of swallowed and accepted it because a lot of people just loved Patrick Stewart's Xavier and loved Hugh Jackman's. I didn't realize that Fox had to put out a movie every two years. So they were going to lose the franchise rights back to Marvel. 
And on top of that, the comic book comic book fan base is not as rabid as it. Uh, it's more rabid nowadays yeah. than it is back back then. Yeah, no one wants inconsistent storylines. So I have a feeling that for now we're all going to have to swallow these next couple of releases. Just like with Black Adam, there's obvious contradictions in the way of continuity. So I'm assuming that the Flash movie will be that movie that adjusts the timeline so that everything been, now works, and then moving forward. Everything will be more consistent. I've been saying that from the get-go that yeah. the Flash Flash movie is the, probably the most important Absolutely. DC film because if we're going to actually see any new ideas from James Gunn, that's the movie that he's going to probably start sprinkling in his agenda, his ideas and his agenda because do waiting and uh, waiting for Flash and then immediately you can basically go okay we could get rid of Ezra. There's already talk that they're going to just basically somehow re uh, write out Ezra Miller's flash and replace him with a brand new flash. And then they're going to actually combine all the universes all together so that everything is now kind of like earth earth 52. So now we're doing it's flashpoint, right? Not it's crisis. Flashpoint. So yeah. it's not crisis. So I don't know. They can still kind of do a hybrid way of just bringing everything in line Oh, easily. They just got to be careful. I'm sure it's, there's a lot riding on Flash on the Flash film. It, and it, if Mike, if you were James Gunn, wouldn't you just look to other characters at this point, like the Lanterns? Uh, yes. And and, and right start, now, yes. And start bringing in the other A-list things that don't have people at this point uh, for DC. Like I, I, I just see. Expanding on the like the Suicide Squad and 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 when we talk about like the TV thing, it's so weird because there's so many storylines that I would love to see him do that have already been done by like Titans. Yeah, and so it's like, can you do a Red Hood story anymore? Well, see, and that's the problem and, with DC strategy so far because they allow anything to happen on TV and movies that there's really no accountability. So yes, you see things being done in Titans that's being done really well. So yes. how do you expect fans to want to gravitate to a movie that may have something to do with the Titans when you already have a cinematic quality television, television show, show doing it possibly better? And that's something that they're going to have to go to the drawing board and figure out if that's what they want to do moving forward. Do they want to continue to, to use the you, the multiverse as an excuse not to have any real continuity. Oh, yeah. Because Marvel to this point has not done that. Now, Marvel is facing their own problems with the streaming service. Kind of some of those shows are kind of undermining what they've done cinematically. So Marvel's also now losing a grip of the reins. Is, is, is this too late for comic book movies? I, I feel like you're going to have to... You're damned if you do, and, and you're damned, damned if, if you don't. don't. You're going to have to find a middle ground. Yeah. You know, Easily. Maybe keep doing what they're doing, but also maybe have some rules. Go back to the what they used to do in the early days of the Arrowverse. Yeah, where, where they were, it's just like, you can't have these characters. Yeah, just don't do this character and this character because we need to make a splash cinematically. Cinematically. Yeah. The movies need to have priority because those are the, those are the big ticket items that will make or break a studio, a TV show, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things when it comes to the bottom line. Yeah, even though if the TV show does very well, it's not critically, money. advertising it's not dollars will never, advertising dollars and even more so subscription dollars will never 
come close to matching a powerful box office. No, yeah. Especially in the day where there is no syndication there. Everything's vertical, uh, vertical, vertical integration now where everything's being done by one studio. So there isn't even ways to make that additional dollar on items perpetually. So the, the money now relies on a strong box office. So the box office has to take priority in my opinion, when it comes to certain characters in the DC world. I mean, even if you take a look at like the box office comparatively this past week with Black Adam, Black Adam made a good box office number. Yeah, it did very well worldwide. It did very well worldwide and no television show could match that number. There's just no way. If they, let's say that's why we talked about this a couple shows back when it, when it came to the Batgirl cancellation, they canceled it because it wasn't going to make money. It, it, it wasn't was going to make money. It was never going to make money. It was never going to make money. And even though they were going to put it on HBO Max, the amount of work they had left when it comes to visual effects, there were some reshoots they were thinking of doing. It's just, it, it would have been so much more money being put into this that it wasn't worth it. Like, we just need to trash this now. Uh, and again, I, I, I'm for like this, this whole James Gunn experiment. I just don't know how far my universe is gone when it comes to dc yes because in my head right away i was just like fucking james gunn's taking over batista wanted to do bane i'm gonna see fucking i'm gonna see (laughs) affleck and fucking batista go and batista breaks his fucking back like we get that (laughs) storyline so are you are you excited for this then i I am but again what like i'm gonna be fucking 59 by the time i see this come (laughs) that's the issue with stuff like this is like Like especially forever it takes forever that's why i'm like going if if james gunn just takes off running he could probably get stuff done by two years but but, i don't see what do you you take off running with because you, you you still have fucking jj in the wings you still have yeah. um, DC, uh, HBO Far putting annoying. out shows. You, you still have just like just shit everywhere. They need yeah. to start pulling pull, things they need back to pull because things they have allowed JJ. You bring up a great point because there was a recent article that went out saying that JJ still has the rights to Constantine, even though they're making a Constantine movie with his production banner on it. On it. And he is apparently going around shopping the Zatanna film as well as the Constantine TV series. Yes. And if he happens to find a, a would-be buyer, then we're going to have those out there that actually would have no, James Gunn would have no control over that. Oh, yeah. James Gunn's first thing, fucking Sandman season two. Go. Do it now. But but he also, I don't think he has control over that. He has no control over it. That's because Netflix. That's, that's licensed out to Netflix. That's Netflix and Gaiman. Because Gaiman has a uh, also now, has interest in now, that. if Netflix cancels it like they might, then James Gunn sh- can be like, "All right, we'll, well see. This we'll is sw- the next HBO Max show. We up. have our next Game of Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's just like it's so, so consolidation, right? Is what needs to happen first, like bringing things back into the fold. Y- yes, I mean, just like just like you know, Fantastic Four and X Men getting bought. The Fox or Disney didn't want Fox. They wanted their Marvel properties back. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line, whether people believe it or not. They're like, Oh, they merged. They merged because they wanted those fucking billion dollar franchises <laughs> that were sitting on the goddamn shelf yeah. getting shit pies shit in the corner, <laughs> like every two years. So we didn't lose the licensing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so when it, when it comes to that, like I said, the, that, that those relationships that he has with these people, it's just like, man, I, I, I want to see a blood sport 
TV show movie with uh, mm-hmm. Idris. With Idris. Because yeah. Idris fucking loves him. So why wouldn't he just take care of his own people? You know, see a real Harley Quinn movie. Get get Margot Robbie back in, you know, back in because she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm sure she didn't want to do it because James Gunn wasn't behind it because yes. she loved him. And all of a sudden he has those power over these fucking people because, again, he, you know, they'll follow him to whatever depths of hell he goes, goes to. Through. And he could pull these things back in and, and bring excitement back in with things that he has already established. And he should make his own universe out of that. And it goes to like uh, what you brought up in the past, Mike, where it's like what DC really needs to do is bring in faces to bring in the box office. Yeah. I mean, we've discussed in, in nauseum about how the bad their PR is going to be important. That, that casting is important right now because like there's a reason why they they initially put that news of Keanu Reeves out there because Keanu Reeves is beloved by all everybody in the yeah, he's the world. highest whatever. Yeah. So, you know, score, yeah. you put you put him out in the front. Oh, your PR points go up. And then, like, bring in James Gunn, just like what you said, Bobby. I mean, he has access to these actors and these faces and these personalities mm-hmm. that do have a good PR. That's a good point. Because look how Marvel got the ball rolling. They, they cast Robert Downey Jr. Well, they took a gamble. They did take a gamble, but he is a known face and he's known to be an excellent actor yes they started things off on the right foot with someone who's a true i guess you know, i would call him a thespian like not just an actor the dude is through and through an actor an actor so i do believe casting is important yeah if I, anything I, iron man ruined robert downey jr to the last movie <laughs> like you yeah. think about acting wise acting wise i actually yeah until yeah. the last movie where he probably should have gotten an award for it <laughs> yeah so, I mean, look at Scarlett Johansson came in from the indie world. She was doing indie films Chris before Evans. this. Yeah. She was doing Woody Allen films and Sofia Coppola films. Uh, then you had Mickey Rourke be brought in for the second one. You have John Favreau, who's also from the indie world. People forget that he was in the indie world in the, in the early 2000s still. Oh, yeah. He did. He did. Zathur, not Zathura. He did. Yeah, Zathura. He, that was the big budget movie he did, I want to say, in the mid 2000s. Yeah, that was his answer for Jumanji. Yeah. So. So they were bringing in Marvel did have an eye for these certain types of academically charged or academically, academically infused talent. And if DC goes about, goes about it that way, they'll definitely, it'll definitely help with their legitimacy moving forward. I mean, look what they did with the Batman. They have the ability to do so. You had Robert Pattinson. Yes. Uh, you have uh, the gentleman that played, um, Gordon, uh, Jeffrey Wright from the indie world. You have, uh, then you have now the Joker with Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix Phoenix. and then Lady Gaga. Oh yeah. For playing Harley, playing Mm -hmm. Harley and Joker too. So they are casting these types of faces and they need to do that from the mainstream side as well, because the Joker and the Batman I, definitely are mainstream films, but there's also mainstream names. Yeah. They're, they're also have a very, they're a very, I don't want to say indie, but there's an art. Yeah. An art house, art vibe, house vibe to it. Art, an art house vibe to both those films. So if they can bring that quality to the main cinematic universe, then I, I don't think they're going to have problems convincing audiences to show up. No. Uh, and also they need to not be afraid, meaning they can't cry. 
Like if something doesn't reach $3 billion, because <laughs> if, if you world. look at all their movies that have come out, they've all been box office successes for the most part. Yeah. Man of Steel, successful at the box office. Uh, you want to know what Man of Steel got on Rotten Tomatoes? Like 44%. Uh, 56. Yeah, but the, is... but the box office was insane. Batman v Superman, huge box, box office. office. These movies make tons of money. The first Suicide Squad movie made over a billion dollars worldwide, but because the critics didn't like it, people are, they're like, oh, cancel it, cancel it. 26%. And, yeah. They need to stick to their guns. And if something doesn't do as well as a previous movie or as well as Marvel, they need to push forward because that's always been their problem. Oh, yeah. That's, that's always, always been, been Warner Brothers and DC's problem. Well, okay. So, yeah, you want to talk about problem. Uh, we're in 2022. Um, you know what the second highest DC film on Rotten Tomatoes is? Second highest? Shazam. Shazam. Yes. Yeah. And we're just getting a fucking sequel to it where the kids are goddamn 30 years old. Yeah. Where's the sense of urgency? And that's something James Gunn needs to change. He needs to go in there and say, when we have a hit, we need to handle this like the old days of classic, or not classic Hollywood, the new Hollywood era of Steven Spielberg and Lucas and all the top gun guys who would have a successful movie Two years later, you have a sequel. Two years later, you have a sequel. Not four or five, five years, years later, later when uh, people don't give a fuck Aquaman, anymore. Aquaman 2018, Shazam 2019. Yeah. And that's and, and, the thing. And Shazam was early 2019. Uh, and that's, that's the insane. Thing. That's insane. You can't, you cannot run a franchise based like that. See, Marvel does it to a degree with some of their titles, but only because they have other titles that yeah, are they, connecting the storyline yeah, so they, they can get in. away with it. Do you want to see more of Iron Man? Go watch Captain America Go Winter Soldier, you know, or something like, you know, they have that whole thing to where yeah. they link those together. And like I was because when I was looking at this right now, I was like, oh, Aquaman came. But uh, I forgot that the original Justice League release was before <laughs> Aquaman came out. Yes. Yeah. And so he's been on the shelf for a while. And that's why I'm really curious to see how it goes from here because I think Black Adam is the kickoff for it like it does feel like it after And like it. you see it connect one of the first true super DC superhero movies that connected to one of its past things. In a lot of ways after seeing Black Adam and thinking about it for about a week now, roughly about 3 or 4 days now, it seems like the direction they went with Black Adam is probably how they should have started the DC Cinematic Universe back in 2013. Introduce a, a, a B-level character like Black Adam that no one gives a fuck. Just like Iron Man. No one gave a fuck. No, no matter what people say. Yeah, Iron now, Man was not. No one gave a fuck No one gave Iron a shit Man. about Iron Man. I, th yeah. this, okay, I'll let you get back to your story. This is how I can tell you that nobody gave a shit about Iron Man. At one point, I had the chance to buy... Uh, Submariner with the first appearance of Iron Man uh -huh. and Iron Man, like the original Iron Man for $200 for both of them. Yes. And then all of a sudden he got on the big screen and it was just like, boop, boop. Yeah, way up. Up. this is a big star. Uh, it's a demon in a bottle. Everybody needs to have it now. It's yep. a, it was a box book and now it's on the wall. Yep. And so um, Black Adam would be the same way. Yeah. Because Black Adam is like, I wouldn't even call him a B character. He's probably a C character. Oh, and, easily and because then you surround him by other B and C characters, there you go. and then there's no expectations. No one knows who Hawkman is. A lot, not a lot of people know <laughs> who Doctor Fate. 
Oh, please. But you, here's the thing, though. That's so stupid. The thing oh, that was, oh, no, I get what you're saying. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. I, for some reason, I thought you were saying Legends of Tomorrow. No, 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 no. no. But Guardians <laughs> yes, of the Galaxy Guardians, is the same way. You went into that example. thing going, there's no way. Like, who the fuck Star-Lord? You know, exactly. you had to be a real nerd at that point. To a know raccoon? What, but yeah. When yeah. You, when there's you a watch, talking tree that only says three <laughs> words. This is stupid. Yeah. But when you watch Black Adam, it really does feel like this is the start of a universe because they introduced... Not just Black Adam, but, you know, introducing a small sect of uh, idea that Amanda Waller's out there. She's running, she's running like this entire gambit of, you know, bunch of other people. And we know that she's tied to Suicide Squad, but then you also introduce the Justice Society, which was, I thought was probably the best part of the movie. And then, then you throw in Superman. It feels like that Black Adam was DC's way of saying, okay, this is our little tease into the universe now. I think that's what it was as an afterthought because originally the reason why it feels like a start of something is probably because it was going to be the start of the Black Adam universe. The Rock was has the license for this film. You he hear was my good. Eyes rolling. He was yeah. He was going to do his own thing. It was going to be his own universe. That's what everybody was talking about. How is it going to fit? I don't think everyone said it's probably not going to fit it's because DC fit. does whatever they want. And then after the buyout or the merger of Discovery and Warners, you can easily, if you know what to look for, you can tell which things were retooled to accommodate the larger universe now that now that they, there is a strategy, allegedly, with this merger. And then you can see where they added certain things because there are aspects in that movie that completely disregard oh, yeah. continuity. It just doesn't make sense. And it's because... They were filming this movie originally to be its own standalone universe. That's why you have Hawkman, which is essentially a Batman stand-in in a lot of ways. Now, I'm not saying he is Batman in the sense that he acts like Batman, but he was the leader. He, there was a lot of emphasis put on him. He had his own little ship, all types of things. If you know what to look for, it seems like he was going to be the future from the good side of the Black Adam universe. universe. Now, with the merger, everything's trying to be reworked to accommodate and push this universe into the greater DC cinematic universe canon. Yeah, because you definitely uh, you definitely feel when people do watch the Black Adam movie, you will notice that basically there's two different stories being told in one movie. One is Black Adam, which is, was probably tailored for Dwayne Johnson. Like, this, this was his focus. He wanted to make a Black Adam film. This is what he wanted to do. But then you have the Justice Society storyline. And it just feels like the two are running parallel to each other, even though they're in the same freaking movie. Yeah. And that's why I'm like going, I got, after I left, after I left Black Adam, I was actually excited for DC. I know. For the first time. I, Dude, I uh, hate, like, I hate everybody right I know, now. I know. Dude, I, I called Bob like, after I saw the movie. like a fucking oh, really? girl to fucking tell <laughs> really? me. Like, I said, dude, you're going to be mad. I said. Like, just going to be mad. Black Adam is actually pretty fun. And The Rock isn't, it, like, The Rock. The Rock isn't The Rock. And that's the best thing. I think that's, the, I, dude, I like, think that's the endorsement <laughs> I can give this movie is that The Rock was willing to let his ego go. Because there's moments where he's not even in the movie. Oh, he, easily. He and is I know the title how, character, and yet he's gone for long, long periods times. of time in order to make room for the Justice Society and the other parallel but narrative you know, that you was know running what, in. You know what in, probably happened, Mike? Warner Brothers probably went to him and basically said, hey, okay, this is we're, we're planning on doing the Marvel and actually 
your movie is going to kick us off and we're going to start sprinkling in the universe. You're going to be part of the bigger universe. I think The Rock, yeah, I think The Rock realized that. The Rock and said, and the Rock said if you let me introduce Henry Cavill on my Instagram, like I had anything to do with it, I'll allow it. It was probably a compromise there. But I, I also is there feel. Tequila and fucking whatever Wakanda no. village he lives in. No. But I do, it does feel like The Rock was obviously aware that the DC, I think that was my biggest fear going into seeing the movie was that it was going to be all black Adam centric. There was going to be no room for anything else. It was just going to be the rock branded film. And if anything, it feels like he fully understood that the DC universe is much bigger than simply him. Yes. And that much, I, in my opinion, I'm not a rock fan. Anyone who, who has listened to our discussions know that I'm not really keen on his performances his acting career, his style of branding, it's all very obnoxious. And yet I want to applaud him after the movie because I felt like he was able to let his ego go for the greater good of a franchise. Yeah. And yeah. and don't get me wrong, the movie and we're going you and I David are going to do a formal probably review here in the next couple of weeks, but the the movie itself I mean it's a fun movie. It's fun. Critically speaking, it's an awful, it's an awful movie. Like it's not, I don't want to say awful. That sounds really bad. It's a mess. (laughs) It's a mess. It's a mess. But for some reason at a sheer entertainment level, it works. Yeah. It's the atypical box office. It feels like like an old school, you know, popcorn type of popcorn type of film. Yeah. And that's where it, where it scores well because it, it, yeah, that's why you got a ninety versus a fucking forty two or 42. whatever. And even and, that, and, I don't agree. Like, okay, if I was judging this harshly, like as a critic, I would probably give it like a sixty eight or sixty nine percent. Forty percent critics hate DC movies for some reason. That oh, yeah. is a completely unfair. That is unfair. Grade. Yeah, because when when you look at it, the only one only movie that has been shit on on both sides of the fence. Uh, when it comes to fans and critics is 84 because uh, that was a hot piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but everything else <laughs> is like 29% 63 for the fans, 26% 58 for the fans. Like it's almost double across yeah. the way. And, and yeah. uh, it's, it's very, it's very, it's very easy to the tell. The only one that was lower was Shazam. The fans didn't like and why did the critics like Shazam? Because they have been raised. These critics. No, the critics not, like Shazam. They, the fans. That, that's didn't. what I'm saying. They, oh. They've been. The reason why they liked it is because they've been raised in the era of the Marvel film. And Shazam Felt feels like a, a lot like film. a Marvel film as opposed to a DC film. That's yes. why it got good, it, it good like, marks. Yeah, legitimately almost double because Black Adam is at 40%, 92% for the fans right now. And you know what's even And weirder? I would say Black Adam is far more fun than Shazam. Than Shazam. And the weirder part, though, is now because of Black Adam, I'm actually excited to see what they do with Shazam. Exactly. That, me too. Because I, <laughs> I, I was, I was I originally. Sh- I shrugged and like, I don't really care about Shazam too. I mean, I'll see it because it's DC. But after Black Adam and with the inclusion of the wizards and expanding that whole world out a bit, I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for now some you're ready. for Shazam too. <laughs> Which, that's a Marvel maneuver. That's what Marvel does. They yeah. get you excited for their next movie by putting little things in the previous film. So 
maybe they're getting their shit together. Who knows? <laughs> I, I don't want to get excited and have too much I faith either, yet because we've been disappointed now for at least 15 years. But you see the you see the dominoes, the the, the little teases of the dominoes starting to fall. Yep. Now, because when you take a step back, all of a sudden Shazam Two's around the corner. Would I now be surprised if Black Adam made a, a short appearance like? Uh, Superman did in Shazam. Also, the chick that plays I would be surprised. The, uh, the black Shazam chick, mm-hmm. as an adult, not the kid. Obviously, <laughs> he is a keeper. He is super <laughs> hot. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, again, it, it the, the it's it's. I, I wouldn't even know. Like carefully optimistic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, 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 I put it in carefully optimistic right now, which is actually better than what's. It has been for the past, like, what, five years? Which is no faith. No faith. No one's had faith. Even though I enjoyed the Snyder Cut, I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. So I'm watching it, and as I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, but none of this fucking matters. <laughs> what does it all mean? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. yeah. And then the way it ended with Darkseid on the other side, I'm like, God damn it. We'll, we'll never <laughs> see that. Yeah. And that's that. That's the that's my one problem with the whole Snyderverse thing is, like, we're never going to see anything, anything culminate. We're not going to see apocalypse ever happen. Well, we don't know. We may eventually now, you know, if they can get their shit together and tell a a big long form story, then sure it could happen. So, um, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting because again, there is so much in the can that's ready to come out. Scary, isn't it? That it's just like, I don't want this because I think Jeff Johns got like a bad rap because they brought him in at one point to try to control creative, like as a comic book mind. And then shit was already getting filmed and everything else. And then he didn't have a chance to switch anything. Yeah, he didn't have any, uh, at the time, I even remember that, that a lot of people were like blaming Johns and I'm like going, he just came in and he couldn't change anything. He was part of the movie thing at first. He was part he, of the movie. Yeah, I think he, um, the reason why he ended up not getting that position was because he was part of the formal complaints directed at Warner's during the whole Justice League Whedon fiasco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, homeboy that. that played the character that no one gives a fuck about. <laughs> now. Uh, what's his name? Cyborg. The cyborg dude. The guy that just cried. So I, I forgot his name. He did it again recently last week with the announcement of so-and-so being let go. The, the last executive that was a part of the whole weed and fiasco. Oh, yeah. He, he was like he applauding on, on social media. I'm like, dude, shut up and yeah. go act in a movie. Okay. Do your job. Your job isn't to get on social media and cry all the time, but I have a feeling that's one of the reasons why they never ended up using him because there was so much bad press. I, yeah. And, and again, I, I, I want to get back to what can be done immediately here. Like with established characters that we have, are there characters that you would want to see get their, <laughs> their moments now that oh we have God. a dude that's taken fucking polka dot man and put him on the fucking big screen and made people care. Dr. Who, fate rat catcher. Do you want Dr. Fate? I want a Dr. Fate movie. I want a Dr. Fate movie, especially <laughs> after justice uh, or black Adam. Yeah. I want you, a Dr. Fate I movie. actually want an entire justice society film now. Led by led by Hawkman. The only thing is, though, is Doctor Fate. If people aren't familiar with him, he's extremely OP. He's God level. Oh yeah. And in this movie, they found a way to 
without any spoilers, they found a way to ground the character because of his own existential outlook and the idea that he understands fate and the ending of how or of how things were going to end destiny hit destiny so he played into that yeah he didn't try to do god level magic to change anything he didn't turn into dr strange yeah so they actually found a creative way to make him work in this movie but moving forward that's hard because dr fate and i know he was in justice society of america but i don't feel like they ever used him to his potential like the god level magic did they not till like recently yeah, which is weird. I never understood how a character like that was even a part of Justice Society of America. Was he, is that where he started? Yeah, back in the, the golden I age of comics. Never, I just never cared I mean, about the, him because I, I like him in the you. new era, in the 90s, when he becomes more of a vertigo figure and he's mm-hmm. in a, a part of Constantine stories. And- I remember told you the Justice Society, after seeing Black Adam, had me so psyched because of all the characters you could possibly bring in. Not just like the ones they introduced, but you could bring in Spectre now. Because the Spectre was another dangerous character. (laughs) Spectre was actually originated from the Justice Society. He literally is a god. And he is a god, the god of vengeance. You have and he isn't a god like don't think Marvel gods. Those are just people. Yeah. He is literally the embodiment of God's right hand. Exactly. And that's the thing about the Justice Society is when you take a look back at their history, they had the OP characters. They had Phantom Stranger. They had Dr. Midnight, they had the Spectre, they had Dr. Fate, all in one team. (laughs) And Bob doesn't know this, and I don't want to get into spoilers too much, but Black Adam also introduced an entire gamut of dark DC characters that we never, they only were seen for a few moments. They served their purpose to help with the plot. These are characters I never thought we'd see in oh, yeah, the DC. These are they, Justice League dark type of characters. Well, they they came originally from Vertigo too. Yep. If you look at the the characters they introduced, they come from Constantine. They come from the Hellblazer. Yeah. So I'm like going, there's another character that I'm like going. I wonder if we'll see. And that's something we probably should share with the listeners. Black Adam does, and this goes a lot right along with what Bobby was asking about potential movies now moving forward. Black Adam did more for the DC universe in one film than every DC film in the last 10 years. Yes. Easily. Easily. I mean, that's also part of the reason why it's a little messy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it it's, it, it, it's going to be interesting, but I think that's where I feel like the thing needs to go is to pull in characters pull that in we characters. haven't seen in, in, in the movies. I mean, I would Martian Manhunter, uh, I would a green arrow. I, I still think Batman beyond Terry McGinnis, like Jonah Hex, amazing. please Jonah Can we Jonah bring Hex. him back for, for real uh, in a real movie. <laughs> green lantern. I mean, they're doing a TV show, but how the fuck have we not seen a real green lantern? I know Ryan Reynolds version really killed it for I, everyone. I, I, I would, I would uh, get Joe Magdalene back in his uh, Destro yeah. costume. Yep. I would love to see a Lobo film. Lobo. Yes. Oh. Lobo would be amazing. It would, it low, if they were to create Lobo, that is their, that is their, that is their breaking the fourth wall answer to to, bullshit She-Hulk and Deadpool and Deadpool. That's their answer to Deadpool. Just bring it. No, She-Hulk does it too now. And she does it better. (laughs) She can, she can break through apps. She she can break through apps. She she doesn't just break reality. She doesn't just break the fourth wall. She breaks through your streaming service. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) 
We'll, we'll say that I for see, our Marvel show. I could see the rage beginning to build. You know, but the, there are characters like I would Wally West. Oh yeah, easily. Like, there, there, there's so many characters yeah. out there that you could just pull in that would allow you to start building mm-hmm. and, and have those opportunities to be there. And again, if DC wanted to fucking blow my mind, just stay with the villains. Their villain stories have been some of the best that shit they told. The penguin thing with Colin Farrell should be fucking greenlit as a movie because wouldn't you love to see his yeah. fucking character get taken to the prominence of, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yes. Oswald to fucking the penguin. See, that's a good point, Bob. That would probably be day of action. Number one, one the first thing to do my first, what's it called? First, uh, decree yes my first (laughs) decree would be like this tv show here is not going to be a tv show this should be a movie where we can actually make money (laughs) because the call of feral penguin tv show if you were to make it into a feature film you know it would be super successful at the box office it doesn't even make sense to put it on streaming service at this point yeah the batman was such a pop culture phenom and a box office phenom, it it begs the question, why the fuck are you making a spinoff and putting it on HBO Max? The only reason why now, now that I think, is because the Batman doesn't fit their universe. That is fine, the but problem. the fact but is either doing does their own the thing Joker. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you put a thumb in front of it, and they don't know what to fucking do with it. And, and maybe that's what, <laughs> that maybe true. they don't want, like, villain branding, maybe. Maybe they don't want the Joker. Maybe they don't want the penguin. Okay, so, but Mike, think of it as a, like, uh, just financially here. Mm-hmm. I can make a Superman film at 200 to 50 to 300 something million plus all the marketing and everything else and hope to make a billion dollars. Or I can make a penguin movie that is based out right. of the iceberg where it's just mm-hmm. a story like the Batman. Low at budget. 75 million, yeah. make fucking, fucking 750 bank. million and make bank. And be an Oscar contender. Yes. Yeah. Which gives it more longevity. Gets you clout. Yeah. And, and again, listen, that's they, the, I'm with you. That's that is like, the way to go. You know, the, 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 the date, I'm going to just use Daniel day Lewis. Cause he just popped in my <laughs> head. You know, those actors would be like them. DC films are getting nominations. Maybe I should look into doing something. Oh, but we're going to get a, the most popular Oscar award for Wakanda forever. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it's stuff like that, that if you want to be different, you got to think, different. You, so think different. you are speaking truths. I agree. We've always said on the hundred billion years I've been on this network and the billions of shows that I've done, that it is not the superhero that makes it. It's the villain. It's the villain. So if you create a villain, guess what? That superhero can be that much better. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting, but I think that's where, like, if I was the focus, man, like, dude, give Batista a standalone film and let him become Bane and then let him break Affleck's back. back. The one, the one that I'd be interested in, especially since he announced. No, hold on. Imagine that we get a film where Batista comes into being Bane. If the movie ends with the breaking of the bat. The next movie is the Batman film where he's trying to rehab to get back, back. to get Bane. Yes. Like, you know, just tell that storyline. That Nightfall storyline is beautiful. And tell there's it. your there's yeah. your trilogy. That's the trilogy yeah. you can build off of. He that, comes back and then the, they have their final film as their face off. I know it's been a fear of every Superman fans out there to actually see it, but do the Doomsday storyline. Might as well. I mean, he is one of the most iconic villains. Already of done, they already did it. 
not cinematically. I don't consider I don't consider Batman v Superman the Doomsday story, but it was. I don't consider it. It (laughs) was not my not my canon. Not my not my head. (laughs) This is where the comic book nerds coming out. Yes, that's where it's coming out. Not not in my head. I refuse. I I I wanna. I, I I want a Sandman esque shot for shot, shot for shot, exactly, <laughs> book for book. Like, listen, if they, the thing about it is, if they were to do it, first off, I do like that movie, but Snyder did it wrong, obviously. Yeah. It, it, the Doomsday thing needs to take you by surprise, and also the death of Superman should have happened after we had four or five films within the DC cinematic universe so that we actually truly cried when Superman died. We barely, it was not even really his second movie. It was a, 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 a his first and a half the film. First and a half film. 1.5. And you kill him. Yeah. And that's that why that was now, the biggest mistake. And the doomsday should have been like a surprise. It should have been man of steel three ends with doomsday's arrival. And then you're like, Oh my God. Then we all are anticipating the next movie. But unfortunately that's old school DC. That's old school DC. And maybe someday we'll do it, but I, I just don't think they're going to do it at this point because it's just, it's one of the most popular storylines and everyone knows it. And they just redid it again in Snyder's film. So I don't, I mean, it, the, the thing is a lot of the Superman storylines that they do are, are tragedies are tragedies. Like, you, you know, what is it? All-star Superman. Is that the, the cancer in the sun yeah. thing? You know, you know, you you start dealing with those things. It's like, where do you go with Superman? Brainiac is a good one. Brainiac is a good one, which they probably should try to go there. But it, it, it's one of those things. It's like you focus on things like a, a long Halloween, a, a dark victory, a, you know, find your source material that is popular for good reasons, because it's a story driven thing. Death in the family. Death in the family would be amazing. Dope. That'd be amazing. on the big screen. Yeah. But you know, we've already kind of had that in Titans. So what do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, James Cameron really hates comic book movies. <laughs> these people need to just stop. With did, this. did you see this one? But the, these are the, these are the, this oh, is the old guard though. Mike. Yeah, give uh, them, give go ahead some. with the headline. I'm James sorry. James uh, Cameron, uh, wanted to talk about the maturity levels of DC <laughs> and Marvel films. When I look at these big spectacular films and I'm looking at you, Marvel and DC calling them out by name. It doesn't matter how old the characters are. They all act like they're in college. They have relationships, but they really don't. They never hang up their spurs because they're nothing but kids. I don't. It, did, was he watching the CW DC shows because I would agree with that. It's highly immature. I don't think I agree with that. I just feel like James Cameron, along with other directors of his caliber, they're frustrated. Oh, easily. Because they don't want to make superhero films. They want to make the movies that they started their career making, and there really isn't a market for those films currently. Not anymore. And it's frustrating. So I understand from a creative perspective his frustration but this frustration causes a lot of these directors to speak out of line because it shows they don't really understand the dc and marvel properties now listen is the in my opinion is the 
movie business oversaturated with superhero films? Absolutely. But it's also the only thing making money at the box office. And I think that's what the... It's no different than the Westerns in the 1940s yeah. and Maybe 50s. James Cameron should release more films than once every fucking decade then. Great exactly. point. Th- that too, We're because most of, the, most, of, <laughs> most of those the old guard directors like that and filmmakers, they're used to basically just see, just doing like a box office movie like every like what Mike eight years yeah and then but now they're seeing like the industry's changed it's now every two years well look at Scorsese I mean Scorsese. He, he said something numerous times about comic book movies and, and now then, he's and like he the angry man the Joker <laughs> now he's like a, he's looked at as the angry old man of Hollywood I mean he said something last week about um, box office performance and he says he's tired of movies being judged on their box office success or failure that's not how you should you know, rate a film and he is right, but, but he should also understand that the mighty dollar is what dictates whether or not you're going to make another movie. Exactly. Says the man whose last movie and his next movie are released to streaming services exclusively. Yeah. And I'm sure that doesn't make him happy because he has said repeatedly that he, he wants that theater to be his, his home, his home for his films, but his next film killers of the flower moon is an Apple TV plus is Apple TV plus. I'm sure that kills his soul. And it, it probably does yeah. because like, just like I you said, movies, why is it on TV? <laughs> and people uh, and the, the, the production houses now are looking at him going, wait a minute. You want us to put this to a theater and, and you where know where it's already theaters have to make yeah. when you will go to the box office with it, you have to make at least like over the, what, 40 million, 40 million barrier just to make it worth it. Yeah. Because anything less than that, you're going to be considered a flop. So like, I understand where like the old directors like James Cameron and even I've heard, even I've heard, you know, like Spielberg mentioned that, that he's kind of, He's disenfranchised with the state but, of but how can state people of like, that, like Spielberg? How can he make that claim when he was basically doing superhero films exactly. like they were normal people? They were normal people. And same thing with James Cameron. James Cameron was too. I mean, yeah, look, all his stuff was larger than life as well. Avatar, Avatar is basically Guardians of the Galaxy underwater. Yeah, pretty it, much. He has an Aquaman spinoff. It's just they can't see past their own frustrations. Because first off, I understand their frustrations. And if I were to have to agree with one side, I would go with them and say, yes, we need other types of films. Absolutely, we need other types of films. But unfortunately, the audience dictates what is being shown. It's always been that way. It's not about what you want to make. It's about what the audience audience wants to see. And right now, the audience wants superhero films. But would Mm -hmm. you blame Marvel and DC or would you blame people like Paramount and Universal that keep putting out shit fucking Fast and Furious films? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Because at least there's storytelling going on in the, 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 the... That's true. The superhero world. Yeah. Fast and Furious is all about family cars and jumping <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> family and cars. That's like, very true. You know what I mean? It's not it's not their fault. It, 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 I mean, you know, maybe The Rock does want to be a good actor, but he knows that his like money is coming from doing this shit. Yeah. So yeah. I don't need to do a, you know, a, an indie film anymore. I don't need to do that because you know what? If I'm going to work for six weeks, let's work for six weeks and get forty million well, instead of four hundred thousand. Well, a really good parallel to The Rock is actually Dave Batista. Yeah. Because look at Batista. Batista went out and he's doing like these small little projects out there just he's because also he wants very to. Be, humble though. He wants to become an actor. 
because well, I mean, he's humble. The Rock isn't humble. Like yeah. he, he has fake humbleness, but he does have an ego. Whereas Dave Bautista, I, I would agree with you. He's out there doing those pictures, and he does them pretty well. But it's because he wants to get better. I mean, how many times didn't he take like? Didn't he go to like acting classes so he can yeah. do such a, so he can do a good job as um, the character in Guardians? I mean, that's because he cares. He wants to be better. So there is a difference there, but yeah. Well, it, 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 I don't know what I'm saying, I, <laughs> it, but the, the fact is like, you know, I, again, I, I, we're all going to go where the money is. Oh, easily. whether people believe it or not. And like, you'll hear Steven on some of like circle of jerks be like, there's no amount of money in the world. That'll make me work for the company. I'm a fucking whore, dude. I'll do anything <laughs> because you know, money might not buy, uh, you can't buy happiness, but it can buy me freedom and my freedom's my happiness. It'll buy you food, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so I, I could see why all these people are there, but I, again, I don't see James Cameron or any of these guys even producing people that are going to be the next James Cameron or the next Corsese. I think we have a director problem. Like we have a, yep. yeah. a acting problem to where, you know, uh, I joked on the last circle of jerks because Bruce Willis allegedly sold uh, his likeness for deep fake acting in the future. <laughs> yes, I saw that. And now Jesus we're going to, and now we're going to have like the same thing to where it's like, well, we don't need actors. We're just going to use old faces that, and we're never going to have a new guard. There isn't a, uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino. There isn't a Kevin Smith. There not isn't anymore. those people anymore that are coming up there where it's like, Hey Mike, uh, you might not have heard of clerks. Uh, you should go watch it. It's good. You know, there's it, two directors that come to mind that could have been maybe three and all of them have failed. JJ Abrams, I feel was on his way to becoming one of those. And then he, he, he stupidly, he got sidetracked. Stupidly decided to direct Star Trek, which ultimately hurt his career. Then he stupidly decided to do Star Wars, which ultimately hurt his career. Ryan Johnson. Also, I do believe he could have been one of those directors, um, but he stupidly destroyed Star Wars. The Last Jedi because, and Star Wars because he's stupid. <laughs> and Takiti Watiti wants to be an auteur. He wants to be that guy, but I don't think he has the ability to be to do so because I don't think he's as talented as he thinks he is. I think yeah. he could direct. I don't think he should write. There you go. Yes. That's, and that's the thing that's with a the good compromise. That's the thing about the directors of this generation now is like, just like you said, Bobby, there is no Scorsese or Spielberg or Tarantino a or, Coppola. Or Coppola. None of the There's old, not even the, a Rodriguez. None of the there. directors that led the charge of the new Hollywood era that started in the mid seventies. Those people, they're still a lot of them are still making movies, but they're not making the movies yeah. they were making. But if you look at the, the 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 directors that do get those those attention, it's like Taiki Takiti Watiti and you know like James Gunn, and I'm sure like all the directors of, of past generations are going, why the fuck are these guys getting like all the attention? I need to see another James Gunn movie before I can definitively decide, but I don't feel like he's at Spielberg level or you know, Lucas level, but he does have the auteur flair where he has a very specific style to his films. So if he continues to make good moves, he could be one of those directors that could make big budget films that are like, that have the old school feel, but that remains to be seen. I feel like there, he needs to put, he needs to have a little bit more work under his belt before. And if you look at like the directors that even the, the comic book franchises are choosing, they're going for young blood, the really young blood, even some people that barely have any, any, you know, 
ability or any I was a grip on arrow. There you exactly. exactly. You're exactly right. And that's the that's another problem that we just tapped into that we can talk about for an hour. The biggest problem is there's just not a not a, not a lot of knowledgeable people that truly understand cinema. Because if you look at people, it ended the knowledge base of cinema ended with the same directors we've been talking about: the Spielbergs, the, the Brian De Palmas, uh, George Lucas. Those guys went to film school. All of them studied film, analyzed film, understood everything about film history, everything about the art that inspired the cinema prior to even its invention or conception, the new era, a lot of these people are anti-school. They're anti-film school, and they're just going to try their hand at something, and they don't really know what they're doing. They're accidentally finding certain marks that allow them to get hired to do movies, and yet they don't really understand the nuances of what it takes to make a movie. And that's part of the problem as well, is we just don't have those people. I don't want to say talent, because that just sounds like I'm being an asshole, Obviously, they have talent. I don't think they have the knowledge. Yeah. I mean, even like with Black Adam, the current director right uh, in for Black Adam is, um, I forgot what his name was. It was... The Rock. Uh, no, Colette Sarah. Dwayne Johnson. Colette Sarah. Colette Sarah is actually a young director. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Uh, he did The Shallows, which... Huzzah. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I don't and know. And then like... He also did The Orphan, which is another good horror film. But again, it's a low, unknown talent. And he's young. And they gave it gave him oh, the reins gave, of they gave uh, it to Black him because the rock fucking he did whatever the rock wanted on Jungle Cruise. Oh, oh did, did he, he do did Jungle he Cruise? So you have that. And it's like what, okay. whatever you want, Mr. Rock. Whatever you want, sir. Yeah, yes, so. <laughs> whatever you say. Yes, so Mr. Rock. I, I want you to know that the only reason why I'm not directing this is because of union rules. But I'm really fucking directing this. Right? <laughs> yes, so Mr. Rock. Yes, Mr. Rock. I'll do whatever you say. Yes, so. Just give me that paycheck. <laughs> but th- that's why I'm going to be interested to see like what does DC do? What do they bring in a big director, especially if James Gun- James Gunn's going to lead the way? I don't want to see James Gunn direct. No, I want to see Kevin Smith do fucking Superman finally. Oh, wow. Oh, that would be amazing. Like, we, like, give give the fucking stoner his chance of doing something he loves. He doesn't have to write it or, like, let him write it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I'm I'm game for it. I'm curious. Although I did, I believe I read his old Superman script from back in the day, and I don't think it was that good. Oh, the Superman. Uh, but it was also written in, like, with what, the late 90s, I want yes. to say. So it, in crayon. <laughs> and don't forget he had Nicolas Cage as his Superman. That's right. And Brainiac was in it. And yeah, I think Kevin Smith has the ability to do so. I just think he has forgotten that he is smart. But that's the shame. You got to watch that, Clerks 3. He still knows he's smart. Okay. Yes. Good. He I still knows he's you. smart because he used to be such an elitist intellectual. And that's why I loved him. And then I, I want to say like 10, maybe 12 years ago, he kind of let that entire thing go. Yeah. And I think that that type, that type of mentality is what allowed him to make such great pictures because he did. I mean, Dogma to this day is one of the greatest films ever made. Oh, easily. Chasing Amy is one of the greatest films ever made. Mallrats is one of my favorites. Mallrats is fun, but yeah. it, it is a good movie though. I mean, and Clerks 2 is fantastic as well. So I wouldn't be opposed to someone like that directing a superhero film, but it, it would have to be the right combination of talent working with him as well. 
He could do Batman with Affleck. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a good point. I always forget that they're buddies. Yeah. Now that Jennifer Gardner's out of the picture, he's but they're back being buddies they're again. They're back to be buddies again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just I I think he should start small. Maybe he should do like his own superhero film. Maybe he should try to adapt the click commander into an actual <laughs> feature <laughs> film. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were going to like a green, green arrow movie with onomatopoeia. <laughs> no, let's see a click commander film. Yes. The click commander, commander film. film. He'll show that'll be his bright born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, listen, he, he gold. I'm sorry to interrupt, but red state, an amazing film did not get enough credit. I forgot about that. It has one. such a, dark something totally different than he's ever done has such a dark ambience to it very well directed slow burn so maybe you're onto something bob hey i i i think you need to get fans in there and people that are energized by the the con the, the content i mean it's it's the same reason why everyone constantly wants to see tarantino jump into a big franchise but he won't. Yeah. No, <laughs> because the end bomb. He's a, <laughs> um, Imagine if he directs a, a Nick Fury film. Or Blade. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Blade or Nick Fury. I'm Blade there. Blade or Nick Fury. I'm there. I'm there. I, totally. Especially with Samuel Jackson. Would anybody complain? Not no, one no. person. No, Quentin Tarantino presents Blade, and it's just basically. Uh, he, he'd have to throw the 70s or 60s vibe in. Oh, it. easily. Yeah. And it'd be so exploitive. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would be it just, yeah, over the top, just everything kung fu film like. Um, I. I I, I just I, like, I, I think the James Gunn announcement has re-energized all of us. I Absolutely. mean, we've spent the last fucking hour talking about. Oh, easily. That. Um, I think that's good. We finally are positive. Yeah, yes. This is our yeah. first positive show. I was, I was positive that black Adam sucked and you guys positively fucking hurt my soul. Oh. Well, you still got to see it for you yourself. Gotta see it. Before- you got to see it for yourself. I, we've all talked about this. If there's two people on the network that I'm more in common with, it's probably you two. And so I already hate myself for liking it without ever seeing it. So I don't know. Again, we'll, we'll see what other kind of announcements come out of it. The, the James Gunn, Henry Cavill, like what is the future hold for DC is such a big thing. And I'm sure we'll have more content in the future. Um, and we want to thank you for listening and remember you can catch all future and past shows. Go to Rayman. Uh, what is our fucking website? I just blanked out. <laughs> Rayman digital media. Yeah. Rayman digital media.com. And however you found us, remember rate review, subscribe. It helps us out. And we will talk to you next time when I don't stroke. Who are you bitches? Mother of God. Would you look at the time when you